Hello and welcome to episode number 221 of the Nerd Pro Quo Podcast. Really short intro this time because not a lot to update uh, you on. Unfortunately, as I keep saying, uh, the videos are keeping delayed. It's just uh, been busy. You could, uh, As you can tell when you're probably listening to this, this podcast is going up a couple days late. Just got really busy with my actual job, so we haven't been able to get together, and I haven't been able to uh, edit anything, really, or record anything on my own, and that should change in August, which is why the the new feature of our website, our outdoor science, nature, and hiking, and all that section, hasn't had a lot of updates. It's just because I haven't had the time to update it yet. Uh, you know, it's hard to do these creative things, especially things that take a little longer, like video production, when you are doing so many other things. That being said, we are going to be running our tent giveaway next month, all next one month on our Twitter account and through our email account at NerdProCo on Twitter, NerdProCo at gmail.com. Two-person, a two-person tent. It is not freestanding. I am going to be giving it away, not in the carrying sack it came in, because the carrying sack it came in is crappy. So you're going to get a new stuff sack with it. If you want it, uh, tweet at us at NerdProCoy at uh, at nerdproco.com or email us nerdproco at gmail.com we're going to be selecting a winner at the end of uh, actually not even at the end of August probably the middle of August whatever that middle Monday probably the third podcast will announce it on the podcast uh, I will get in contact with the person I don't know if anyone is going to win because I don't know if anyone's still listening so uh, let us know nerdproco at gmail.com at nerdproco on twitter and keep an eye on the site. There will be updates. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, get stuff out there. You know, we are mainly talking about nerd stuff on this podcast. There's going to be some side stuff about hiking and outdoor coming next month. It was supposed to come so much earlier. But like I said, when you have a regular job and this is what you do on the side, sometimes you just have to find time for it. And I have been now that, you know, we are in the waning days of the pandemic I have gotten more busy. So, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this episode. We managed to pack a lot into about an hour and a half. So, enjoy this episode. Episode number 221 of the Nerd Porco Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <coughs> Damn it. All right. Yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> Look, have you ever listened to this podcast? We there's we are under no illusions. Yeah. Um. So we we had already off uh, mic discussed uh, how disappointing or uh, I mean I have a slightly higher opinion of Black Widow You're than Eve kind. does. You're too kind. You're too kind. I'm like, well, you know, it, it, I I think it's because you know maybe because my. I set my expectations really low. But we were talking about, like, as far as, like, you know, you have the one, uh, you know, the female member of the Avengers pre-Captain Marvel, so you have to give her a, mo a movie. I disagree with that notion. Well, well, well here, here's the thing. There's a couple thi problems with that, uh, and uh, especially if you know the history of this movie. Uh, one of the problems is this movie was supposed to come out like 10 years ago. 
not just that it got delayed be- because of the pandemic. Like, this movie was, like, rumored to be in production, was supposed to be in production, but because Scarlett Johansson is was a, a big star who was working on a ton of other movies that weren't Marvel movies, they never actually got around to making it. Like, this movie was supposed to be like a phase one, phase two movie. And here it's a phase four movie. It doesn't belong in phase four, number one. One of the biggest problems with the movie is that it's, uh, we thought it was going to be a flash. I mean, it is a flashback movie, but it's set in entirely the wrong time period. Uh, By the way, spoiler. This is going to be full of spoilers. It's set uh, right in between the the end of Civil War and the beginning of uh, Infinity War, which is was a mistake. I mean, the biggest mistake, honestly, is like they made a big action, you know, a big Disney action film, and what this, what it Black Vid- Black Widow the character actually deserved was a show. It would have been a better, sh- smaller budget, not a big budget action film. I disagree. You can't have a Black Widow show when you have uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They're pretty much the same thing. They are pretty Again, much the exact argu- same the, the, thing. Again, the argument that, that had this movie, it, had, it, it would have been, you know. Yeah, it deserved the show. It deserved but the show the thing, 10 years ago. S- I, I disagree with you in the fact that she, Black Widow, is not a... There are levels to this, all right? She is not up there with the other characters. Sure. Uh, and if the a Black Widow movie it would be no different than a Falcon Winter Soldier show or a Captain America. Same vibe, sil- same spy shit. Every one of the Marvel movies have a specific theme. Sure. You don't need to have two spy what, movies. What, what, no, again. You've got that in. Again, no, no, or no. maybe you have her... Um, join forces like a, a team up with some of the other characters, so, but so she does not deserve a solo film. She does. She, the character doesn't deserve a solo. Uh, yeah, film. The, I'm talking about the character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, w- unfortunately, where this re- and I've this is a broken record because I'm sure I brought this up before. I brought this up in the last episode where we were just a, we hadn't even seen the movie yet and we were just watching the preview and I was like, where Black Widow really belonged is with the Netflix shows. It, in that, that tone, like an eight-episode like thing. In a perfect world, that would have been ideal. That, in a perfect world, that's where that character belongs. Like, and that, you know, R-rated spy series. But that's Disney it. Like, painted the Disney coding on this, and yeah. that's why it's bad. Yeah. That's why it's bad. When she's shooting people and red lights, uh, red electrocution lights are on her foes, that's not believable. Yeah. I'm sorry. She has guns and it's, people's it's, brains are supposed but, to explode. But it's not just, like it's, John Wick. It's not, just, it's not just that. It's also that it's, it, they made a, a spectacle film and it's not a spectacle character. Like... There's, they just made this huge. There are set pieces like that. The ending set piece of this movie is like 
ginormous and ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She's flying from debris to debris midair. I know she's a dope spy. I mean, but come on. Come on. And supposedly, like, the way they. The way they. No super soldier. The way they've uh, they've explained it is that is that the red room treatment like they get a version of like a scaled down version of like the super soldier serum, which is just like yeah, but then that doesn't explain uh, David. Why can't I think of his last name? Uh, uh, from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Uh, David Harbor. Harbor, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was fun to watch, but like, it's just, there's just so many. He was comic relief, but he yeah. it was not enough to carry this movie. It's, um, listen. I guess Disney fulfilled its contractual obligation yeah. to Star- Scarlett Johansson, but I've got to be honest. I never s- watched any of the Avengers films for her <laughs> character. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't buy her as well, a yeah. spy. I, kn- well, I didn't buy her I as mean, I'm, Russian. Yeah. I didn't even buy her as Asian in Ghost in the Shell. So <laughs> she's not supposed to be. She's not supposed to be. Whatever. Asian. I don't care. If you watch that uh, movie, that would, I don't care. God, uh, God, that was a mistake. It was. Yeah. Um, I, she's a good actor, but I mean, she was never believable as a super spy. I'm no, sorry. No. Uh, you know. I mean, the one movie I did watch for her was Iron Man Two. Like that's that's the only movie I watched. And for she her. was still bad. I'm yeah, it's. Look, I, and like I said in the last episode, they made like four different Black Widows. They literally made a movie I think called Red Sparrow, which I think was the movie with Jennifer Lawrence. They made a movie called Ava, which yeah. is Black Widow with Jessica Chastain. Like, they made Atomic Blonde, which is essentially, which is, Black Widow. With Charlize Theron, like it, it, those are all. I I didn't see the other two. Saw Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde is what Black Widow should have been, and I think honestly, I think that's why they didn't go that direction. Aside from the fact that it's Disney, it's like people have already seen four different versions of this movie. They waited too long. Yeah, I mean to be honest, once again, we did not need a, to have a Black Widow movie because, as you just said, they've been. Four other carbon po- copy Black Widow films. Uh, we don't have the long mic. You you have to get a hand her the yeah. long mic. If you are, it would sound to me like if you are gonna make that movie, then you gotta make the best version of it that you can, right? And like, this wasn't the best version you know of it I mean? that you like, can. Listen, there's a bunch of movies that you could say are all the same thing, but if they're done well, you have a good time, right? So if this one has mistakes or if this one is not that, then what? Then I'm curious to understand what went wrong. Uh, there's a couple things. That, like, there, there are definitely, like, I have a, a more sympathetic opinion of this movie than Eve has. Uh, I think there are definitely people who have enjoyed this movie. Uh, it's very low stakes, especially because the character is technically already dead. Wait. The stakes were not low; they were too high. Yeah, well, that's a. Th- they I, were too I meant, high. I, I, I don't mean the in the plot of the movie. I meant I meant of for like the releasing of the movie. The stakes were yeah. I would say the stakes for the actual movie itself were set way too high. But again, 
they should have made a more ground-based spy movie, and what they made was a big action spectacle Marvel movie, which is not that character. That's not what that character is. And also, I was talking to Eve about this uh, yesterday, or yesterday, about it's still that the Marvel style. Marvel has a house style now, which is very jokey. And there's there's just stuff that's really lighthearted in this. It's there's a tone in this movie that is entirely wrong for the character and everything that is hap- everything that is happening in the plot. It's treated way too lightly. I mean, Disney does not do murders, and she's a murderer. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's also like I, I was always confused about this movie because I felt like. What is the purpose of a prequel for a character that you know is going to die? Because then, to your point, there are no stakes, right? That's what I meant by the stakes. You know what I mean? Like, like because to your point, like there there are no stakes if you know that she's going to die, right? The the other thing, super spoilerly, it's to set up the TV show. It's to set up the Hawkeye TV show. This entire movie is to is for the after credit scene. That sets up, basically sets up, which I'm also salty about because I know that's what the Hawkeye series is going to be about. Yeah, and at this point... I was like, oh, that's that's going to be... And at this point, all the Marvel shows to me are the 2021 version of webisodes. Sure. They are not... With bigger budgets. With bigger budgets, and now some of them are competing for an Emmy, so good for them. But, like... I will say when we get to talking (laughs) about Loki, you are right, except when we get to that last episode of Loki. Because that last episode of Loki just like if 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 they're treating the Marvel Disney Plus shows like they like it looks like they're treating them, that they're setting up stuff that's gonna happen in the movies, like WandaVision is setting up Doctor Strange 2. This basically sets up at some point what's gonna be the new Avengers film. Like yeah, later I, down the line, I it's, mean, there's just something like I liked Wandavision. Yeah, but it, but I was like, oh, you want to make a movie about, and this is, and this is the framework, right? Sure. So then, when I'm watching um, the the Winter Soldier show, and which I just found super dull anyway, and then I was just like, Working oh, I have to like sleep through. This show that is basically... Romance for life. I mean, yeah, but she's not wrong. No. Right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's, really, it's really snoozy with those, you know, one tribe people. I, um, I, I, dis- I disagree, but continue. But, but, yeah, I was like, oh, so this is like a six-hour commercial for me to invest in the two-hour movie you're going to make later on. Except that I mean the big problem with, and like I look I I, I I agree I agree with both you and Eve on separate issues, but uh, I disagree when it comes to Falcon and Winter Soldier because except except for some small little details that didn't really set up anything. It's self-contained and not a particularly once again setting up character. Sure. So whatever I mean, whatever uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's cra- character is trying to plan. Yeah, they're 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 she's setting got up something her. For I would imagine. I'm I'm assuming that they're trying to make a new Captain America. Now that Chris Evans is like, I'm not ever coming back, 
right? And and then the guy that everybody hated, who was fake Captain America, yeah. Yeah. and then he becomes something else. U.S. agent. He's going to be yeah. U.S. agent. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. So it's like now that I know that these are just commercials, it's hard to feel invested in them. Sure. And it, then it's in the same. And then so, like, I'm interested in Black Widow, but then there's also a sense of, like, what are the stakes for someone that you know is going to ultimately die, but you also know that everything's going to be okay. Sure, at the end of the kind movie, of, yeah, 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 right. Like, she's going to, she's going to achieve whatever mission she needs to, because she ultimately goes on from this point to do all of the other to stuff Avengers with the Endgame. Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, there's no stakes on two levels, right? Yeah. I'm. Why should you be worried? About and what and I think in what they were movie? trying to do was set it up so that you care about the other characters, like David Harbour's character, who for some reason I'm. Uh, Red the, Guardian. the Red Guardian, which you don't really, ca- and the problem was you don't really care about those characters either. He's just fat Captain America. That's yeah, what he yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's full of people who like I, I like seeing, and you know, I like I love seeing David Harbor. I mean, uh, Rachel Weiss, Vice, I have no issue with, but like great actor, not utilized well. Not utilized well. Francis um, Pugh's okay. I did not like her. Yeah, and I know we're gonna get more of her in future installments of Avengers. I feel that they may use her as the next Black Widow. I feel that you're gonna need to have a uh, a a spy, sure, in the ranks, and I think she is gonna fulfill that because it's a mantle. No, no, Um, her Florence Pugh, uh, her sister, her fake sister. Um, Yeah. So I don't like her character at all. At all, yeah. And I don't like the jokes. There's, it's supposed to be funny. She, uh, Florence Pugh, is supposed to be funny. She's not. Yeah, and it's you know what it is. It's again, I think it's a tone problem. Is like you're trying to stick jokes in a movie that like doesn't need where the jokes are not appropriate. Like, I, I mean, don't know. she's supposed to be. She's supposed to regret her past trying to atone for the lives that she lost and it's as you said the disney uh vibe is you know just kills what this character is you yeah know? i mean it's weird yeah, she's an <clears throat> avenger but she's which uh, i mean when you come by, by come past. by like uh, to people that they've actually uh so i read a thing that actually makes me really sad unrelated to black widow Excuse me. Uh, is that uh, Charlie Cox has canceled a bunch of his convention ap- appearances because there's reshoots. There's reshoots on the next Spider-Man movie that he had already been confirmed to be in. Like, uh, at least that's the theory. We don't know whether that's mm-hmm. actually true or not. But apparently, he canceled a bunch of convention appearances and uh, and the going theory is because there's reshoots of the Spider-Man movie that he's supposed to be in Uh-oh. playing playing Matt Murdock. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it's odd to he- for me to hear that, like, there's these shoehorned jokes in Black Widow, because, again, to your point, well, she's not a funny 
character, so nothing around her should be super funny. But well, also, I mean, no. She, but also, the, like the, Mark, the way they've they've created her in the MCU, she's very jokey, and I'm just like, mm, it was yeah. a mistake from the get go. But Marvel also like they proved that they're willing to go to a really dark place. Like WandaVision is really freaking dark. Yeah. So it's and humorless, right? Parts of Loki are super freaking dark. So it's like he basically gets to in the first like what is it the first or second episode basically gets to watch every failure he's ever had and 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 then his own death. <laughs> like it's like I don't understand. Like, but there's emotional weight in WandaVision. Yes, right. in Loki, there's stakes. There's nothing. In yeah, there's stakes. Like if you're gonna have. That was one of the big things that was, like, a, mis- a a thing is, like, one of the really big disappointments in Black Widow is it's, like, the quote-unquote, like, event. I guess I'll call them the event stakes, like, the plot stakes are really high. The emotional stakes, I, I think they're trying – they were trying to set them up to be high, but they're, they don't feel high at all. Like, the emotional stakes are just, like, non-existent in the movie. And I think that's, again, like, one of the big flaws. And, again, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, I'm just really disappointed because there was a better movie to be made and they just weren't going to make that movie. So, that being said, um, I don't think there's more to talk about about unless, Please. yeah, no. Let's let's switch to another film that was on, that's on Netflix that you don't have to pay for that I think got the tone completely right, even though it is... Okay, what I'm about to say is going to sound incredibly negative, but it actually works to the the film's uh, advantage. So, Gunpowder Milkshake. It's incredibly derivative. But that's because it's an homage to, like, five or six different movies. It happens to be a really fun, well-done homage to, like, five or six different movies. The formula is simple. Stupid action. Violent action. And Crazy that's, violence. That's all we need. But yeah. you want to have a good setting, uh, de- decent actors involved in this, you know? And it doesn't try to be something that it... Yeah. No. Well, well, my selling, my selling point... Uh, it's, it's John Wick with more of a diverse color palette. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, a more diverse like setting palette, more diverse everything palette. I mean, my way to sell that movie to people is just like it's Karen Karen Gillan from Doctor Who murdering the shit out of people. It's not Doctor Who. It's like it's not Pond. It's what did it know? It's it's. Like Karen Gillan, you know she's ne- not a great actor. Wait, 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 like Nebula from from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you get to see her murder the shit out of people for two hours. I was like, that's not the selling point. Okay, Angela Bell- Bassett beats the shit people to death with hammers. Like, is that enough? You get to watch Michelle Yeoh just be Michelle Yeoh. If you don't know who, she- like, if if you don't know who she is, I can't help you. Like, God, I I I will say like every female ca- like the all the female main cast members are just I love every single one of them. Uh, what's her name? From Game of Thrones. Lena Headley. Lena Headley um, is fucking great. I love Carla Gugino in anything. 
like she's not she's not great in this movie yeah yeah um but yeah i mean i wanted i mean one of the critics who talked about this movie uh gunpowder milkshake by the way i think i forgot to actually say i think you, you mentioned that yeah um uh said that their one criticism of the film is that Karen Gillan's character is kind of wooden and boring. They want to see an entire movie about those librarian characters that are played by Angela Bassett. And I'm like, spin out, spin off movie. I'll see a movie that's all three of them. Like, yeah, but you know what? To be fair, John Wick is kind of wooden boring. You just love his, to see how he kills people. But you're not going to get yeah. range from Keanu Reeves and that character. Sure. So I'm not going to expect that from Karen Gillan I mean, either. I mean, in fairness... Keanu Reeves is a gift to humanity, just generally speaking. <laughs> who who knew that from early in his career that he would kind of grow to be like this weird, like Zen. Every person who meets him has this incredible experience He's just with a him. Huge, great person. He's a mensch, you know. So you can't. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. You know, you we can't fault Karen Gillan's character because we've seen a lot of lead characters just being wooden. So, well, eh, well, well, here's the thing. Like, it's here's like when you bring up John Wick, it's just like you could totally bring up like a sexism argument. It was like, what? So it's fine when it's John Wick, but we're criticizing Karen Link Gillan for it. I mean, just I like, did not criticize her because I know what this movie yeah, is. Yeah. You know, I'm not expecting. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I was. I'm not even saying that I was criticized. I was like, no, great. She's you know. she's the straight person for every, all the other characters to I play just off want of. Creative kills, <laughs> you know, creative uh, and imaginative kills from this movie, and just style. You yeah. know, a lot of these movies, it's not about like senseless violence. It's senseless violence done in a. It's really a, I mean, cool I way. mean, Gunpowder Milkshake. Because I'm an under thirteen year old boy. Yeah, it is definitely style over substance, but it's just like. It is. Do you know honestly what it reminded me of? It, uh, all of, on some level, all of the Edgar Wright movies. Even the one that I don't really like, which is Baby Driver. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's it's. I tolerate that. <laughs> well, I tolerate that too, also because. The supporting cast in that yeah. is fantastic. It's yeah, the main characters I, in that movie that are terrible. Yeah. Like <laughs> I used to like it more, but then if I watch it again, I have to watch Kevin, Kevin Spacey. A- Ansel Elgort is terrible. He's oh my God, I hate that man so d- much. D- d- there you go. I yeah, he's. I only know him for that movie. I don't know what he's done. What did he do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Is he related wait, to you, Roger you Federer? Gonna, you might want to bring the mic over there. Wait, wait. Do you mean wait? Was Ansel Elgort the the one opposite no. what's her name and in, in Fallen Fault in Our yes, Stars? He is. Okay. Ansel Elgort. Look, I love that movie, but I, even in that movie, I kind of he he's has, terrible. He has unearned confidence, and he has the charisma of paint drying on a wall. I do not disagree. And look, like I said, I love Fault in Our Stars, and but I don't time, disagree like, with you. We're watching Baby Driver, and every time she's like, I'm falling in love with you, I'm like, this guy. He's John a generic Ham, white guy. John fucking Ham is strolling all up and down your diner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's this vanilla milk toast. You, you, you fell in love with the, with the vanilla pudding. With this, 
when but you got a big old sausage breakfast walking past you every this day. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's constituted Literally. as rape. You, uh, he's a little too old. Like you, you <laughs> from some of these characters. I understand. And I understand, but like, like that whole movie when she's falling for him, I was just like, she like you need to date yourself. And you need to just, like, spend time, like, discovering yourself and, like, be okay. Because if that's your bottom, that you fell in love with Baby Driver well, well, is you know, your bottom. You know, you know what I would love to see? I mean, because that movie is totally, like, style over substance is, is I watched that movie and, like, look, I enjoyed that movie. But that part of the movie, their relationship, I was just like, man, that that relationship is doomed in like two months. She's, she's leaving his I ass. Like, like two, two months later, she's the, leaving the his ass. Is she's like, I'm in love with you. And he's like, I know I'm amazing. And I'm like, seriously, that's how I'm on. I'm watching the movie. I'm just like, really? Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you all. It's, I mean, if it, it is one of, it is his worst film. In my opinion, uh, but yeah, I was gonna say like the uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. When I originally saw the preview, I was just like, Edward Mike Edgar Wright made another movie. Like, I and none sold. of us knew about it. Yeah, I, I was, was sold I was sold as well. It. You know, we're eventually gonna talk about Loki and, and That's what I'm yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was. It's it's that. a solid movie. If you like action, senses, violence, and style, this is the movie. I, I even for you. suggested it to my parents because my dad would get it. My dad, I knew my dad would get a kick out of and it. And it's a movie with a happy ending, and sure. I really sure. was happy about that. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I was like, yay! You know, it's like female empowerment done right, in my opinion. You know, it's like it's not heavy-handed. You know, it's like these characters supporting each other, and they just happen to have a lot of red on their ledgers. You know, and it's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Um, uh, so I really recommend that you guys check that movie. It's out. so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's. God, I love Michelle Yeoh. Um, and that's not like it's just like any like she. If you're, I mean, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is the obvious one, but she's just been in like. You know, high budget like kung fu films, from Hong Kong. For like thirty years now, and she's just like an icon. And anytime she's in an American movie, it's just like even in movies that aren't very good. And she is gorgeous as fuck. You yeah. know, she's just ooh wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, just her, Angela Bassett. Just yeah, they're all just gorgeous women kicking ass. Yeah, you know? and also not for nothing. I mean, Karen Gillan is the star of the movie, but. You know, oh, you can't forget Lena Headley. Lena, she is Lena, just like women in she their please badasses. Perfectly. Here's, here's what I want to say. Oh wow! Not not for nothing. Like, I do not want to cross that woman. <laughs> Lena Headley, Angela Bassett, Cargo Gino, and Michelle Yeoh, all women in their late forties, I think. Maybe like that, like. Doing what they did do in that film is not something that you would have seen even like and five I years wish ago. We saw more of that because who gives a fuck about their ages? Because they're yeah. great actors. They yeah. look fucking gorgeous, yeah. no matter what their ages. 
how old is Angela Bassett? Do you oh, Angela? Yeah. She's hitting up on 60. Does what? not. She does not look it. No. She does not look it. I said late absolutely. 40s, but I, th- I actually think Angela Bassett and Michelle Yeoh are, or, or older, are both no older than that. <coughs> wow. Yeah. And you see, it's like, as you said, you know, a few decades ago, a, shit like, a movie like this would not have been made. No. Which is, Damn. God bless Angela Bassett. <laughs> like... And you know what? This was, I, I mean, I saw that. I saw this movie and, like, these are really great actors. And yeah. it does, it, no one cares about their age. Ageism is I mean, not I mean, they're, they're, also, they're also all hammied it up, too. Like, it's, it's you know what? It's, they I, are great actors and they're doing their thing, you know? Yeah. The same treatment that guys have had for decades, you know? Yeah. These act, these actors who happen to be female and are, are entitled to that same treatment, and they kick ass. So, so. I will say, because I was thinking about it today, and I don't think we talked about it, um, a, sh- a show, a Marvel show, that was actually on Hulu that I was – I it wasn't bad, but I re- considering everyone who was involved with it, I really wanted it to be funnier than it was, MODOK. I gave up on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I – I, I think I, I that's was, fair. That's fair. I went up to episode three. I'm like, because it, 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 there was, they're trying to be Rick and Morty. Yeah. But it's not funny at it's all. Not, it's, it's not, it's not funny at all. I won't say it's not funny at all. It gets funnier in the later episodes. It's not as funny as I really wanted it to be. I will understand. Hey, this show will get better X amount of episodes later if it's like a drama, you know, or yeah. something Yeah, okay, you know, I can see that. If it's a comedy, it's that. gotta hit it right off the bat. Right. Which is disappointing because it's like, you know, it's Patton Oswalt. You should know better. I, it's I, not his fault. It is not his fault. I like him, but he is, is he the writer? He's of, one of the, 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 oh. the, the primary writers. I think what happened was, and... I think I, what's funny is, is like I think you were, if you were to tell Patton Oswalt this to his face, uh, if you were like friendly with him, I think he would actually understand it. It was like, look, man, you went real nerdy, and you forgot to write some funny jokes. Like you went real deep on like some of like the the like Marvel like trivia type stuff. That you thought it would be funny on its own, and it's not funny on its own. I mean, he's got the ingredients. He's all got the, all the ingredients. That's what made the show. That's what there. made the show disappointing. Is all the ingredients are there, and I think what happened was all the ingredients are there. We don't really have to do anything, and it's just like, no, yeah, you yeah. do. You still have to. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah. I wanted it to be funnier than it was. Uh, so yeah, there, there's that. Modoc, don't watch it, people. Yeah, I I won't go as far as to say don't watch it. I will say that like it's very likely you're gonna be disappointing, disappointed based on who's behind it. Mm. So, uh, let me just we should be fine on, yeah, we're fine on battery. So let's talk about that is fair. Uh, Cute dogs. Yeah, they're they're cute dogs in the apartment, and they're very distracting. Um, so Loki, 
Main event. Yeah. That last episode uh, was Wait, crazy. What do you, you guys talk? Talk about what you thought about Shawn Davis. Well, you going to shake the Eddie's bathroom? She, yeah. She didn't oh. watch. I didn't, oh, didn't I didn't really it. watch. I just want I did want a spot on Wait, the couch. Bitch, what do you It's your job to get this one. She <laughs> Charlie watches episodes. Wait, wait, on e- Eve, are are you No, I'm just having a sip. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, in that case We're playing musical chairs. We're playing And we're not pausing. Maybe I'll edit. <laughs> but but. You don't edit. You sometimes I edit. You go for cinema parity. In your style. So wait, are you gonna sit back there? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. This is falling apart. Sorry. This is like a Santa sack. Put that over. Okay. Never mind. Okay. All right. So, Loki. Yeah, that last episode, I don't. I think no one saw it coming. Well, they they set up. Oh God, there's all right. There's a lot of like I really liked it, but there's so many things in oh. just in that one last what episode. In the episode? Bring a gal- okay, I we've heard rumors about like where they're go- going with a Loki. With the introduction of um, Atreus, or what's the name of the smoke monster? The big smoke monster. The big smoke monster from Lost. Yeah, I forget. Um, (laughs) It's not what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, not what it is. It's big purple purple dragon. Aloha. It'll come. J.J. Abrams is a smoke monster. He's now part of the MCU. So (laughs) 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 uh, he's getting that Disney money. So... I've heard on the internet that that character is always tied to, um, to uh, Kang the Conqueror. Yes. But I never thought that they were going to go that route because I figure that this is a Loki-centric show. Sure. That they would find some way to make another variant of Loki as a big bad guy. Yeah. So when I saw, um, what's his name, Richards? What's, what's the actor's name? Oh, hold on. I will... And if you guys have not seen Lovecraft Country, you guys... Which got canceled already. I am so disappointed in that. I'm salty about that, Um, yeah. Great move, great show. Um, But the actor is just superb. So when I saw him, I was like, oh shit, they went there. Because I did not think that the show would be that connected to what's going to happen in the phase four movies. That's but the thing. This like is the, this show is the linchpin they, of like, what's going to happen so, in the future. So it's just like, oh, you mean Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's funny is like, you know, we were talking about how WandaVision kind of sets up like what's going to happen, you know, probably in the Dr. Strange movie. Yeah. But this basically sets up an entire like I mean it also sort of sets up like Doctor Strange as well but like it's just so 
crazy. Because my assumption <laughs> like, was WandaVision and Doctor Strange will lead to, <laughs> will be the focus of the Phase 4. Sure. But that was, they. Uh, it's just a reaction to what happens in Loki. Yeah. Where Kang... The multiverse is not be is mat. It's not because of magic. It's because of Kang messing around with the timelines. So the whole the, the whole sort a, of premise of, of Loki, you know, just to recap a little bit, is there's this organization, uh, Loki at the event end of during Avengers Endgame, gets a a, a hold of the Tesseract, uh, it escapes, and then this organization called the the Time Variance Authority basically arrests him we find out that like they're in charge of like keeping the timeline uh, the sacred timeline in order because otherwise when like these things like events like loki escaping other timelines branch off and when these other timelines branch off they're called nexus events they the reason why they need to keep them in order is that if they don't if they let these branches branch off into separate timelines they become their own little universes and then all of a sudden you have multiple universes and the universes will go to war with each other and we don't really get an explanation until that last episode yeah. of why they would all go to war with each other so what is what are what is the tva trying to prevent a multiversal war caused by who caused by Kang. Yes. That's what we basically find out in the last episode. So it's, it's basically his fault. They only care about branches that lead to a Kang that could be potentially dangerous yeah. for the he who he, rem, who he who remains. Yes. So the idea is that Kang, he who, who remains or whatever his name is, is more fearful of the possibility of more evil versions of himself yes. causing problems. So if a branch does not create a Kang that is a threat, that branch is not clipped. They don't care about those branches. It's the well, possibility. No. From what I understand, some branches of reality will exist, but from what they, what they said in this, the last episode, he is in control. So he knows when a branch will result in a, in a version of himself that is a little too out of control. So I'm thinking that well, is, a, actually, that is th what they're looking for. That's not for. how I read that. I read that he... It's not just one a version of him that is will go out of control. It's just any alternate version of him, because what he what he says in that thing where he's explaining is what he's really afraid of is that given enough time, any version of him could discover that there's a multiverse and then start messing around, and then when there's enough of them, a power struggle will break out. Because that's, he said that's how that all started, was one version of him, which I, th I think is him, discovers that there's a multiverse, there's alternate timelines, and then discovers another version of himself, and they start sharing information and technology. But what happens is the more of them that they find, you know, now you have numerous versions, and not all of them have the same... They're assholes. Yeah. What are your and, thoughts? It, and it becomes like a power struggle. And his whole thing is like, let's just avoid the power struggle. <laughs> which is also like, let's avoid the power struggle. I'll just be the one in charge. Which is a little bit, you know, 
dive right in. Yeah. I, that explains a lot because I was, to be, to be completely honest, I was a little bit lost in that la- last episode. I was not expecting to, for them to encounter the character that they did. And then w- a lot of what they, w- what was explained, I kind of followed in areas that I, and then th- there were areas where I was completely lost. So, but I, I mean, part of me knew that it was, there was, there was, there was going to be elements that uh, were going to be revealed about the, what the multiverse is overall. Yeah. Uh, and what it means for the next phase uh, of the MCU. They basically, like, it's, they didn't just set up, I mean, WandaVision, like, kind of set up Doctor Strange. This episode basically set up what is now the MCU. Like, they basically just, cha- like, it was just like, wh- if you were wondering what the stakes were going to be now that they've, like, the, that one episode, one of the people were, a bunch of people were like, well, they basically made Affin- Infinity Stones irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, and now they've set up the thing, the one thing that could make Infinity Stones irrelevant is that if you have multiple Infinity Stones in multiple timelines, like, suddenly, like, Ju- you know, having seven of them means that you have infinite number of infinite st- infinity stones. Suddenly, they're not as special anymore. And plus, you have to minimize what was done in the past. Sure. You need to set up for the next phase of movies that this is a completely different beast. You've yeah. done Thanos and the, and the stones. You yeah. Gotta, that's in the past now. So this is now time travel, multiple dimensions and realities. And, I mean, considering he's a human, a regular, well, smart, but a regular human, I'm just very curious about how dangerous can he be? Well, I mean, well here's the thing. And he, from what I, I'm not too familiar with his character, is he like a descendant of Reed Richards? Maybe. I'm not a, I'm not, well, here's the thing. I'm not hugely familiar with him in the comic books. What I've come to learn is even if I was very familiar with who he was in the comic books, it doesn't matter because they're going to create a different version of him for the MCU. I will say that, yes, he's a normal human, probably, but you have to understand that he's a normal, quote-unquote normal human who has the knowledge, basically, from multiple timelines and multiple universes, which means that he probably knows stuff and might, may or may not have done stuff to himself. Like, like Loki variants, like there might be ver- versions of him that aren't human in different universes that like an, might... Ha- like an alligator. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and also keep in mind, like, yes, he's a normal human... He's also, like, a genius scientist. He's also a genius scientist who has the knowledge now of himself from multiple universes. When I see Kang the Conqueror, I'm just thinking, is this a preview of a Victor Von Doom? 
That, that's the, that's 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 in part terms of, the, of uh, power level, and that's that's part of the reason why I was a little confused. Is that I'm not I'm I'm not as familiar <laughs> with this character with Ka- Kang. What is it? Kang, Kang the, the Conqueror. Conqueror. Yeah, I'm not as com- uh, familiar. So, I guess for f- for I guess for those like myself who are not as familiar, I guess it might it might be helpful to kind of g- give an overview. Of well, here here's is. here's the thing. I mean, I could we could Google him right now, but my big thing with that character, why I actually think it's smart to have him instead of setting up like Victor Von Doom, is because there's people like you who don't really know who his character is. You can do and get away with much more because people don't have a preset expectation of who that character is supposed to be. Like I, I don't think there are. Like, there are huge Fantastic Four fans out there. There are huge Doom fans out there. So if you're going to introduce that character, you have a lot of expectations about who that character, sh- what that character should be. With Kang the Conqueror, I mean, he's an, he's an Avengers villain, but I don't very think... Very minor Avengers yeah, yeah. villain. Yeah, yeah. There the aren't a lot of thing people who are like... An X-Men villain, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are giant fans of that character in particular so you can get away with a lot and i think what one of the things that made me laugh when richard's like i I didn't really get a lot of what we said i think the only reason why i why we might have gotten more doctor who doctor who conditioned us god that whole last that that? whole last sequence there are so many speeches and like sequences timelines that are like realities all that is like basic (laughs) <laughs> Doctor Who vocabulary, exactly. There, there are villains who are like. Trust me, with Doctor Who, I've had to force myself to figure out what's going like, on. Like, like Kang, that every every thing that Kang says in that scene, and also just like his mannerisms, he's a villain right out of Doctor. Like we've we've said this before that like so much of, and not in a bad way, but so much of Loki is so Doctor Who. And if like you're a fan of Doctor Who, the, this, re- this last episode reminded me of the library. Yes. Because in the library, we witness the end of a character, knowing that in the future we'll see other iterations we'll see her of again. this person. Yeah. So this was exactly that. This what we see here oh, is going to preview God, what's going to happen. You're just making me think of Alex Kingston oh. in that episode. I fucking love that episode I mean, too. It's just I like, love her. I love very that character. Doctor Who. Yeah. You know where this is just a preview, a taste to come of what you're going to see in the future. And I was just like excited about that. I was talking to someone about that, and just like we talked about Doctor Who, and that seed just planted in. It's like, wait, this is like. The library, and I love so, those so, episodes. So, for the uninitiated, <laughs> aka Rich and Charlie, who have never like watched, yeah, yeah who have never watched Doctor Who, <laughs> we're bringing up the library because. So, Doctor Who, and is it that's during the Donna? Yeah, that's Donna years. Okay, mm-hmm. they end up in the, the was basically supposed to be the largest library in the entire universe. They encounter also one of the more terrifying. Villain, Doctor Who villains, uh, yeah. the Vasta Narada, which are basically... Scary shit, especially if you grew up being afraid of the dark. <laughs> of the dark. There are shadows that exist everywhere in the universe. There are predatory shadows. Basically, shadows that can eat you. Like, 
your own shadow if it's like like leaving just your bones behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh and so a character shows up who's an archaeologist who's played by Alex Kingston named River Song. Uh we find out that she knows the doctor. The doctor doesn't know her and that's because they are meeting different timelines in different periods in their timeline. So we see the oldest version of herself because she dies. But the Doctor Who that we are watching is a younger version. So she knows him because she's older and she's encountered her previous iterations. And she has like Tenet. Yeah. Like Tenet. Yes. Like what's revealed at the end. Which is funny, which is funny because this is the Tenet. This is, this is, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Which is funny because this is the Tenet Doctor. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) uh, But yeah. So she has this notebook and she just goes through these things, which is funny because those things happen later in later seasons. Yeah. Uh, done to varying levels of success. Uh, but yeah, like he is meeting her for the first time and she is meeting him for the last, last time. time. Right. Uh, which is and which is funny because way later in the series, like Right before she goes to the li- like the the her and Capaldi, if you follow all that, that's what happens right before she goes to the library. I didn't see that episode. Uh you should because it's 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 really good. It's great. It's yeah. It is. I'm halfway through my Capaldi run. Yeah, yeah. Cap- Capaldi run is really uneven. Um, it gets really uneven like midway through the second. He's too half. abusive. I. I'm, it's I like he's him. Got they a didn't dark vibe to him that I'm very uncomfortable. With. He's, v- he is, like I love Peter Capaldi. Uh, that was a very dark, especially with of what doctor. we've been dealing with, like the Me Too movement, and it's like, uh, there are things that I mean. They set it up a little bit with Matt Smith's character yeah. and River and how he can to be he tend to be a little abusive of River, but Capaldi just take took it to a whole new level in terms of being emotionally abusive of yeah. uh, That gets better later seasons of Capaldi. He's he's but he is definitely I think they made a conscientious decision of uh, weird tangent off of Loki, sorry. Uh is they made a conscious deci- decision to cast him older to make a older, darker, like, angrier version of the Doctor. And it didn't quite work because it's not really who the Doctor is supposed yeah. to be, which is why they went back younger and a female Doctor for to after Capaldi, so, which was also very, very uneven. But, okay, back to Loki. But <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's very much... The Doctor Who vibes have been sprinkled throughout yeah. Loki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to joke, it's like, a lot of running. <laughs> just, and, and I think, and, and what I say is like, it's very Doctor Who. It's very 10th David Tennant Doctor. It's just like, a lot of running. <laughs> no, that is a staple. Like, 9 and 10. Yeah. yeah. 9 and 10. Uh, Cleston did a lot of running, too. Yeah, yeah. With Rose. Uh but yeah, I, I I I thought this was fun. I, I I wish it had been more episodes. But yeah, this is definitely a taste 
of of what this story is headed and and where it's leading to I I really want to see what's so there's a I mean there's going to be a season 2 yeah we know yeah. that um I'm glad I'm, I'm glad. glad too because I wasn't I was a little bit unsure on uh Sylvie as a character I grew to really really like her yeah, by the too. end of the season <laughs> She um, fucking hit it out. Yeah. Someone told me that Sylvie, the actor who played Sylvie, could have been a better Doctor Who than Jodie Whittaker. She does remind me. Yes. Her. Yes. That Jody is. Whittaker? I w- well, here's the thing. Yeah. I agree with that. I will also say that's not Jodie Whittaker's fault. That is definitely the fault of. Okay. We will get back to Loki in a second. Now do we, do we keep because because you know what it is. It's because this Loki There's reminded crossover. There's yeah crossover, yeah Loki you know. reminded Eve of me so much of Doctor Who, and I I have actually been catching up with the Jodie Whittaker uh, Doctor Who. One of the problems with the most recent two seasons is it's overloaded. There's three companions. Sometimes in some episodes, four companions, which is just like. It almost thing. It almost there's so many it, and there's so much like variance to their characters. They're also multi ethnic. It was like they were overcompensating. It feels like they're overcompensating for having a female doctor. And it's like not only do we have a, a female doctor now, there is a young black male, uh, you know, companion. When it comes to and also, and also a female companion who is and the who supporting is, cast who is Middle Eastern, diverse. and also and and also a companion who is an old white guy. Like it's it's just like it's just overkill. Pick one of them. <laughs> like why? <laughs> why does she have three companions? It's 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 overkill. Yeah, it's not. I. It's the writing is. It's a new showrunner. Who I liked when I saw like that original when I went to the premiere at New York Comic Con, but the problem is yeah that the writing's been really uneven, and the and the episodes not have not been bad, but they've been more meh than they've been good. There's a handful of like spoiler for when you get there. Super no spo- spoiler okay because. Uh, a that. character comes back and it I, made me I, super I happy. I care about Doctor Who. Okay. And I'd, I'd rather not have yeah, yeah. Uh How far are you in Capaldi's run? I don't want to spoil it. The death anything. of... Has me... Pink. Has me showed up yet? I, I don't... That doesn't... Because I can't even say who the actor don't. is. I just... I can't even say who the actor Danny is. Danny Pink um, sacrificing himself is what I remember. The last thing. Okay. So it's very early on. Oh, very early. On. Okay, okay. So you haven't gotten to me yet. Okay. Um. um but uh, yeah. I mean, it's I, I, I. We will definitely talk about Doctor Who because I'd like to um, exchange notes as to when 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 you catch up more when you when you when Whitaker has been doing. Yeah, when you catch up, that might be a whole separate episode because yeah. that's that is a whole separate uh, conversation. Because I love all, me all of that who. is to say is yes, I agree that the the actress who played Sylvie would have made a better doctor, and I 
short version is that's not her fault. It's because the writing on the last yeah. few seasons of Doctor Who has been really uneven. Um, but going back to Loki, um, I love the character, but because of this show, I've come to appreciate the character more in terms yeah. of the we 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 saw diff this is a different Loki than what we have been seeing up until uh, Avengers yeah. Infinity War. And just like the character development, mm -hmm. uh, and just like how fucking you know, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, um, Hiddleston has been able to just like, just show range. Yeah, he's with he's his character. A, he's become a vulnerability very, we've never seen yeah. in Loki, and I appreciate that yeah, so he's much. He's become such a such a talented actor. Well, it's not just that. Uh, I think when we were first started to talking about Loki, it's anytime an actor just kind of settles into a character and just like, I know how to do this. And once you know, like, <coughs> just as like, sort of like acting nerd type stuff, is once an actor gets really settled into a character they're comfortable with, then they can start to play and do stuff that is outside of, especially if it's like a TV show. That's why so many of the big actors want actually want to do TV now. Is because you can like, even if you're playing the same character, you get to do more as an actor. Like he gets to do more as Loki in the series than he ever got to do in the movies. Like, I mean, you have more time. That's yeah. why I love TV as a medium. Right. Um, I prefer TV than uh, movies because you get to flesh out the characters. You're mm -hmm. not rushed. Development, mm -hmm. uh, character development is important in TV shows, and I appreciate that. So I really love. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I mean, we know Black Widow should have been a TV show. That's <laughs> obviously what. The, <laughs> it's obvious. He's Eve is making a face. Uh, uh, yeah, you can steal the blanket. Now you're cold? Yes, this is my dream. I love... Make up your mind, Charlie. Seriously. I want everything. Because we're hearing... Cold. We're hearing... I, look, I understand I understand if you're if you're going to sleep, which is clearly what you're doing, yes. but... but <laughs> um, you're welcome that we can talk nerdy shit and bore you to sleep. Yay. Especially because I can definitely hear the air conditioning in the background. Uh, of this recording, maybe I'll be able to zero it out. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm rewatching the show just because I know, especially in those last two episodes, there's so much. Yeah, I definitely need to so watch much shit that I'm sure I missed. Yeah, they, I've they definitely just threw in. I definitely missed stuff, especially in the final episode. But I, I feel like I I I want to watch it all over. That's like what I. That's episodes. what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I will say. That someone was saying, they, I read an article that said that the there's two going uh, theories about what the big head in the field is. Uh, so Dan had read a thing that said it's the head of the living tribunal. Which, if that's true, that's exciting. There's another theory that it is the the yellow jacket head. The villain from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really? Yeah, because that's what it looks the most like. That is substantially less mm. exciting, but also makes a little bit more sense because that 
they maybe like wanted to put in an Easter egg, you know, about the new Ant-Man movie. But I was like, it's much more exciting if it's the head of the Living Tribunal it because is, that's a cosmic it character. It should definitely be the head. There's also a Thanos, co- Thanos cap, copter, copter, right? Yeah. There's yeah, other stuff in there. To the comic books, you know. Um, and there's like a a miniaturized, what, frog Thor? Yes. In up underground. Yeah, I, I'm definitely thinking that if they're going to go that weird with some of these that's, eggs, that's it's the definitely s- the Living Tribunal. That, that episode is specifically the one I want to watch again and like pause because they just threw they threw so the much crap the yeah. fifth one yeah. That's, yeah. yeah it was they weird. threw so much crap in that that little like pocket I universe that. I love that yeah also we were saying uh, just anytime you throw Richard Richard I said this on the last episode anytime you throw Richard E. Grant in, a, in anything I'm happy I love that dude also the fact that he's one of the Lokis is just like it's it's such a small it's a small role. Like everyone focused on, you know, alligator Loki, because <laughs> it's an animal Loki. Like, no, no, I think I would disagree with you. I think how weird the show is. It I think it was like equal alligator Loki and Richard E. Grant because yeah. he had a boss moment in that. True, and he's one of the great characters to do a cameo in a show like this. So I think that he equally, I I just, I just think that here's what I'll say about that. I don't think it's equal only because alligator, uh, Loki is an easier meme. So a lot more people glommed onto that and substantially less people actually know who Richard E. Grant is. So, I don't know. I I think that the look is definitely. We'll see. Comic Con and cosplay will determine, like the sense. Well, the costume is fine. I just mean purely from, more people are gonna glom on to the animal than an actor who three quarters who only people like you and me actually know what his name is. You know what I mean? Like that's they'll know they'll know his face. They don't know his name, like. I just I learned his That's name. That's the guy from that movie or that TV show. He's or de- yeah. I mean, look, yeah, he's, he's definitely guy. he's definitely a hey, it's that guy. Um, he's just been a, and the, and I'll do I'll say it again just because it makes me laugh. Uh, whenever I think of him, he was in a movie with Steve that Steve Martin writ, wrote and directed called L.A. Story. Um, and there's a scene in that movie where there's bells ringing in the background that is like you know church bells or whatever uh and steve martin says do you hear bells and richard e grant responds by saying it's my bloody testicles it's a damn nuisance (laughs) and every time i see him (coughs) on screen now that's the line i think of so even as loki it's just like my bloody testicles it's a damn nuisance like um but yeah i mean i've just i mean i think when it comes to like money i will throw at a certain um streaming uh, provider i've come to realize that disney plus more so than netflix now is where i go for quality because i know if it's a new property that Disney's going to pump its money in, they're going to go all in. They're not just going to half-ass it. 
you know, with what we've seen with The Mandalorian and now the MCU movies, it's just like you're going to get an event from anything Disney+. Plus. Um, so I've come to really believe that it was well worth the money, you know, yeah. spending uh, on the Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah, they... Their per, their quality is consistent, and like no one can hold a candle. I mean, Amazon is equal, is virtually as uh, rich as um, Disney, but I mean, their production quality is never going to be the same thing. I mean, I told Jamie I loved uh, the Tomorrow War, but just like it's not the same quality no. as it's never going to be the same. You know, solid movie, but you know, if Disney had that shit, it would have been a top. Also, one of the things about the finale that I'm glad about, uh, also the episode previous, is you learned that pruning doesn't necessarily mean that they killed them off. Because I'm just glad that, I mean, number one, more Tom Hiddleston as Loki, more Sylvie, and more Owen Wilson. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and we don't, we we should talk more about Owen Wilson because mm. what a I what? I think he, I think he play, they play I, he plays it off very the ending I wanted. We know what ending we wanted for his character to be to oh, have yeah, his yeah. ass on a fucking jet ski. That's I I feel like I, I feel like that's still gonna happen. It could still it's happen. just another gonna... season. I mean, come on, blue balls here. A little bit, <laughs> little bit. Balls. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I know that's what we wanted. We, we wanted for that. Kiss, but it was like they could have sealed the deal with the. Fucking jet ski. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, you know, it's not going to be like a. It's going to be the after credit scene on like. Season two. On season two, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be the end of it's whatever. However, season two resolves. That's going to be the tag, the the clunker, the clinker on that one. But yeah, just like, it's been quite. Uh, listen, I love WandaVision, but. Loki has now taken pole position in terms of like the best MCU show, you know that Disney Plus has produced. I don't know. I, really? I don't. I, I f- well, only because I want to watch Loki <laughs> again. But so right now, it's, I'm still holding WandaVision as as my as my um, my favorite. MCU Disney show, but only because I feel like I, f- I need to f- I need to appreciate Loki, particularly the ending, a little more. I I feel like here's what I'll say. I agree with Eve, but I will also say that I think WandaVision was more emotionally grounded than Loki is. Uh, there's just more batshit craziness in in Loki. Uh, also just as far as like a final episode and also like not just a final episode but like a final like 10 minutes that is just like so I knew that uh, I, I think this is what it comes down to is not so much that like they're setting up the films like some like the other shows are kind of doing but it's just like Oh, you just completely reset the terms 
of the MCU. I mean, to the like, uninit- uninitiated, they would say it that way, and I get Charlie and the non comic book fan but we know better we want these things to connect to the broader scope oh no 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 i'm not doing. i what i what i meant no i i no what i meant was whereas the other ones yes are connecting and are setups for the films this isn't just a setup for the this is like for a show like this is a hell of a setup for everything that is going to happen from this point on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we've heard reports that Spidey could involve or include multiple ver- incarnations of Spider-Man that we've seen from yeah. the Sony universe. And I never got it. I just like, how are there, how are they going to be doing this? This explains everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, this, Un, you know, I understand like you could even, what they're doing you with could, Doctor you, Strange, you but ta- I didn't understand the Spider-Man connection. You could, so you this could is going to ta- have a ripple effect. You could toss into the Spider-Verse now, into the, the mainstream MCU, and it makes sense now. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's how... Like, I doubt they're going to do that, but, like... Which is not true, because it is rumored that both... Uh... Rumored, it hasn't been confirmed. This has been a rumors that have been they've been thrown out for a while now that both Toby Maguire and uh, Tom. From uh, wait, God, why am I drawing Andrew like, Garfield? And Andrew and Andrew oh, Garfield, oh. and Tom and Tom Holland are all gonna be voices, the voices of their very their respective Spider Mans in Into the Spider Verse. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's the going rumor. What it hasn't been, con- it hasn't been confirmed. It's actually more likely that Tobey Maguire and the the two that like are more highly likely to happen are Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. Uh, whether they also get Andrew Garfield to do it, it is I, I think a little bit more up in the air. I think they. But the last thing I read was they floated the idea some people floated the idea to toby not like sony but like just reporters floated the idea to toby mcguire and, and you know it's voiceover he doesn't have to do yeah. anything mm-hmm. it's just like yeah that sounds like fun you know <laughs> like uh i didn't hear the same thing about andrew garfield but that doesn't you know it, like i said it's voiceover you can if you have good enough audio equipment uh, what a lot of voiceover actors have been doing they spend some more money and because they're all used to coming into the studio and they just bought, they upgrade all upgraded their audio equipment and they just record all their parts at home and send it in. Um, the downside that some of the older guys have said is that like now they can't for, especially for like the comedy shows, they can't like play off each other and occasionally like stuff like that makes it into the show. Like just them joking around with each other in the voices. Uh, like ideas come up and they can't do that now. Maybe they'll get get to do that again. But yeah, it's it doesn't take a lot of effort, especially if they're just cameos to just get Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield but and Tom Holland. Things are not the same as it was yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. I, things are opening things up, and yeah. also, you know, there you could do things remotely where you are planning things out. And yeah, you could riff with each other. Sure, you know during those informal sessions and incorporate those yeah. ideas into the fun But but that means all that is to say that 
even having like Tom Holland and like up here and into the Spider Verse makes more sense because like that the MCU can be integrated in, into yeah. the into the Spider Verse multiverse because now there is a multiverse and it's not a and what I was always one uh, worried about like a lot of people were clamoring for the Fox X Men they can appear in Phase Four but it's like a temporary thing because I'm sure MCU will have their own version of the X-Men. Yeah. But you can just take a nod that, hey, this shitty universe from Fox exists. Hey, look at some of these characters like Deadpool and, you know, uh, the cool Quicksilver. Oh, my God. Yeah. Even though it was a, a, com- it was a, it it was a, sens- it was a commercial for Free Guy, did you guys actually watch that YouTube video that is no. dead? Uh, Korg oh, it's gr- and it's Deadpool. great! It's oh god, you gotta watch it. It's we actually after we're f- done recording, we gotta watch that because it's fucking great. Look, it is essentially just an ad for Free Guy, but they take such a huge steaming dump on it that like <laughs> <coughs> that uh yeah, it's. I mean, it just opens up low stakes possibilities with this yeah. phase four. You don't have to make it permanent because I'm, sh- I'm sure that at the conclusion of this whatever conflict with Kang the Conqueror a new status quo will exist yeah you know but at least we get to see different characters and different properties yeah being able to interact right. with each other and also this sort of uh, the way they they're gonna get to kind of play with the multiverse before the movies comes out come out is what if comes out in yeah. In August. Uh, oh, and August. Yeah. Okay. I think it's yeah. It's August. Uh, I am super excited about that show. I'm yes. I'm less excited about the animation style because uh. it's that that CG the, the CG. I'm not a big fan of CG animation mm. in general. Uh, it's still for like I Disney. It's it's like I don't know. It's a weird. Hey, what's, what's wrong with the animation style? It looks clunky. Especially for Disney, it looks clunky. Really? Yeah, it looks is clunky. Is it commenting on the style itself that you, or you think it's just like low grade for what Disney is able Both. To do? I don't know. Both. I, like I I will wait to see the show itself because we're now only see preview. But mm-hmm. yes, it looks low grade and it looks clunky for what we know they can do. You know what I mean? Both in cell and CG animation, it looks. It looks. I don't know. I have to just. I it mean, looks clunky. It's different. Yeah. But I don't mind that. You know. Well, I, I look, we'll look, see, we'll look. I, it's just the preview, out. but some of that's st- and also like with the, the exception of two actors who for one reason or another they couldn't get, it's it's all the actors. Including, apparently they recorded all this, you know, before Chadwick Boseman. So it's him playing back pa- yeah. Black Panther. Um, yeah, I mean, the only people they couldn't get for some weird... I was reading about this. Uh, they couldn't get Brie Larson and one of the other people. Don't um, care. It's not... Yeah, I mean, look. We'll see what happens with the second one of those movies. Um, but what if? I mean, I like the style. Um, I'm more... 
curious about the storylines and the yes. direction that they're going to go. I'm excited for that. They're also I like mean, setting up. Also, like you've set up a multiverse now. Let's. It's it's a perfect playground. Yeah. To. Mm. Like just. Experiment, play. Just play. You know. Yeah. And because uh, it's animation, there's there's involved in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Black Panther as uh, a guardian. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I just love it. I mean, I grew up not reading it but hearing stories about the different what ifs and i'm glad that they're doing this with uh as a tv show it's i'm glad they're doing it as a tv show i will say as someone who's uh, read a handful of them depending on what this what if was one of those books that you i don't i don't know or can think of anyone who was like regularly reading that book you pick that book up based on what the story was and who the character was yeah and it was whatever the question was. And some of those stories are silly and dumb. And some of them, and a lot of it, like, because they would have just, because it was a place that writers could play, creators could play, there's actually some, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's a handful of them where they just, like, they just got two creators together and they did a version of the character that, there's a, hand, there's a couple of what-ifs that came up later and became, like, Main, like part of the m- mainstream Marvel universe, just because it was just like they just created something here that is amazing. Like, uh, I wish I could think of them off the top of my head, but there's like, there's a couple of them that were just like, two like, uh, two creators that they just like, oh, this is a batshit in- insane story, or this is just a faint. There was like a. I, there was like at least one I think it might have been a Daredevil one that is like so unbelievably heartbreaking (laughs) like and then they stopped doing what if and they started doing like you know future stories and there's a handful of those Uh, I was just thinking about weirdly Spider-Man Rain today which is uh, old man Spider-Man who by the way is old man spider-man is a character who could probably take out half of the mcu avengers if he wanted to he's just spider-man who's been spider-man for like 40 years he holds back his punches it is it's spider a spider-man who isn't a teenager isn't even a guy in his 20s who's still like fiddling around with his powers he knows exactly how to use use his powers since he's had him so long, he's actually a little bit stronger than he was when he first started being Spider-Man. He's also, you know, because he's older, he's lost Aunt May. He's lost, in that story, he's lost MJ, possibly because years, from years of being with him, she died of radiation poisoning from him. They're That's, not going to do that. They don't, they're <laughs> not going to do that. But, 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 but here's the thing. They never actually confirm that it whether that's actually what happened or that's just what he thinks happened because that's kind of he because he blame because you know part of spider-man's thing is like it's all everything is all my fault everything that goes wrong is all my fault so it's never that's part of what makes that story but there's stuff that happens in that series where you see him fight and you see what happens when spider-man with 40 years of experience who gives zero fucks anymore (laughs) can do and it's just he just I think I like he like fights like Cap 
in London. I mean, it's an older cap or like it's a different cap, and he just like he doesn't like murder him or anything, but he just wipes the floor with him because it's just like when you think about what Spider-Man's powers actually are and what he could do as a like an older man. Like I think he's supposed to be in like his sixties, but because he's Spider-Man, he can still do shit. Just being in complete control over all of those abilities. I mean, they allude to that in Superior Spider-Man when yeah. Doc Ock takes control of his body where Doc Ock is surprised yeah. by, whoa, this kid, he is really trying to be nice to all of his supervillains. Yes. If he, and mean, that was one of those storylines. So there's a storyline in Spider-Man where Doc Ock basically takes it, like possesses Peter Parker's body. And wanted it, and when you hear about that, it's like, oh, that's kind of a dumb idea. And then they had stuff like that where, like, Doc Ock, like, realizes, like, oh, crap, this, this kid really holds back all the time. Like, he's super, like, he's super strong, he's super fast, he's super agile, he has a spider sense that borders on precognition, like, that's the other thing that, like, he's a total control of his spider sense. So, basically, his whole thing is, is, like, why he can, like, wipe the floor with someone like Cap or just even someone like Iron Man. It's just, like, I know everything you're going to do 10, 15 seconds before you do it so I can avoid it and counter it. And that's actually one of the things that makes, like, Spider-Man in full capa uh, capacity, like a badass is like when he actually like learns completely how to utilize his spider sense is like you can't attack me <laughs> i know everything you're gonna do a couple seconds before you do quick, it you know, yeah and he's super dodge, quick yeah. yeah and like i said i have spider-man who has 40 years of experience fighting people like 90 percent of his rogues gallery are like people who are stronger than he is so this is a spider-man who's been fighting people who are po more powerful than him for 40 years <laughs> like yeah it's it's crazy sad and crazy dark but it's also like it's and disney's never gonna go that no far. of course but not. i mean there's po i love the possibility <laughs> what if, you know and yeah. it can all that show can only get better with more seasons as yeah the phase four expands yeah they have you know. in so much material to explore uh, so many and also they're, they're gonna introduce the watcher which they kind of did in guardians 2 but not as like a character yeah um also the fact that uh what's his name jeffrey wright is playing the watcher is just like i mean all star cast i mean it's fucking disney so yeah they will be able to uh tie in a lot of these uh grade a talent uh to support their property so i can't wait for that um, and yeah, this has just been another delicious installment yeah. of a Disney Plus show. Oh, and I'm rewatching The Mandalorian. I mean, I'm I you not know what Star I you Wars know what I fan, but you know through what, that show, I'm becoming. Do, 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 do you know what I rewatched? I just rewatched just that last sequence with Luke. I want to the build end. Up. I'm, I'm slowly building up. I want, I want that, you know. Um, that being said, because uh, I was just going to mention this, like, really quickly about uh, the Star Wars series that is on um, The Bad Batch, uh, a.k.a. The Dad Batch, because that's you what... You haven't watched any of the Clone Wars, right? 
You need you to. You do. You do. And again, I will reiterate, it is a slog. It's a lot. I disagree. The Bad Batch, what surprised me, it picks up right after Order 66. Yeah. So you see these clone troopers who are the good guys suddenly turning on the Jedi. And you see us, uh, the Bad Batch, which is the abnormal uh, stormtroopers, are reacting to what's going on. So you get to see the early moments of the Empire as it starts to flex its muscle yeah. in the universe. And also the and, and really love that. little little it is early Empire, uh, and it is Protean. Uh, the rebellion starting to build up, uh, and yeah, it's a little bit. You know, because we're not the target audience, it starts a little bit of a, a more of a kiddie show, but it gets it it gets dark. It the, gets last dar- yeah, episodes, the last few episodes, I did not see episodes. the last episode. I did not see the last episode. Okay, yet, but it's it's very it gets mature. I mean, it's very kiddie because one of the characters is a kid. Yes. you know, so they do involve that element, but they strike a right balance of being kid-friendly while staying true to hardcore Star Wars fans by exploring the early days of the Empires as how it, it flexes its muscle, how not every planet was quick to uh, join in with the, uh, Republi- with the Empire and how the Empire early on started using underhanded um, uh, tricks to force their way into controlling some of the planets. So, also, not for nothing, because we brought up kind of, like, uh, what if and how that's, like, an all-star cast. On the other side of that, you have... Sorry, all the talking is making my throat drive up. I'm, like, I'm coughing. Um, so, oh, God. Uh, D. Bradley Baker. Familiar. Yes, you are. He plays all of the clone troopers. Oh, okay. Right. So he plays all. He plays all of the bad Wrecker, bitch. He plays. Hair. He plays all of them. Yeah. And you want to talk about like that was one of the things they were because I was uh, a couple of years ago because you know Clone Wars. He plays all the clones, and they all have that kind of fake Australian accent. But he has to. They're all clones, but they're all distinct. And you want to talk about a guy who's just like, you have, you know, this all-star cast for What If, and then you have the Bad Batch, where one guy plays all of the main characters. But like, all of those characters are distinct. Are di- very distinct. distinct. Very distinct. Yeah. Uh, My favorite is Wrecker, who's the dumbass. Yeah. But he's got a great he's heart. He's the bruiser. He's the bruiser. he's the muscle. Yeah. He's the muscle, and he likes to blow shit up. You know, like when I saw those characters introduced in Clone Wars, I knew he was going to be my favorite. Simple guy, but he just like, yeah. he's not happy until sh- something blows up. You know, yeah. like literally, he, he loves ordinances, mm-hmm. missiles, grenades. Uh, I love those characters. And I'm, dude, get on Clone Wars. Get yeah. on that. They're like, uh, like. I'm not a big fan of the Jedi, but they're just like some secret, as I mentioned this before, between Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul. Yeah. Just the best fight scene. Oh, by the way, I don't know. Ever if, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be live action or animated, but that's uh, Ahsoka is a planned series. Yeah. Um, so, but if you've ever loved Jedi on Jedi 
fight scenes the best. And I thought... Also, as someone who's a fan of Star Wars, there's some... We've kind of brought up some of them. There's some stuff in those seasons, especially related to, like, the Force and the Jedi that are... That are... They go into the it, mythology. It, it, it expands the universe, but there's also some stuff in there which is like, okay, they've just basically changed all of the th- yeah. all of how this all works. Uh, you need to some of those get. D- you know, you know, is the that. the one aside from the one we discussed, one of the other ones that kind of blew my mind. Those handful of episodes in the late seasons were that are just Yoda. Going off. Yeah, that was a good episode. I was not yeah, expecting were, that. Yeah, those were like a two-part series Yeah. Uh, with the, uh, with Yoda. That was – I really appreciated that. You yeah. Know, about how he was trying to – him trying to uncover Darth Sidious and his plans. Yeah. Um, that was really great. Um, if you're – I'm surprised you're not on it. And, uh, and also, it, it makes uh, – we learn that the fact that okay, this is a spoiler, kind of. Don't, don't. I but it's it's definitely one of those things that like here's a thing that was mentioned like offhandedly in the prequels and the movies. There's a lot of that in Clone Wars, which is like, oh, this actually all makes sense now. <laughs> like it adds more context. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. Um, I mean, as I said, I'm a huge hater of the prequels. But I mean, they, so make, they respect it. You know, they take what was there and make it more digestible. As a non-Star Wars fan, make it make sense. Um, and, you know, yeah. It's Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, all Filoni. Yeah. It's Bad he, Batches, I mean, he, too. It's he all he Filoni. Loves, he loves the property, and you see that in the Clone Wars and now the Bad Batch. Yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a little bit like, like I was in parts of Clone Wars, like watching Bad Batch. It's like, okay, when is this gonna get interesting again? And then it gets like, oh, this got really, really. It went from like this isn't that it too. Oh, this got real interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to pick it up at some point because you're not the only people. Yeah, dude. Uh, you can kind of. You can kind of self-respecting Star Wars fan. You can. I want to say you can kind of skip Rebels, but but don't watch Rebels. It's it's not geared for you. It isn't, it's but not. there's th- I just because of Thrawn and Thrawn's gonna become so important. I'm just like, oh, I might have to slog through Rebels <laughs> so that I can get some like, you know, you know, some background on Thrawn because Thrawn is gonna become apparently gonna become so important. But yeah, the. Future is bright for Star Wars. You know, I'm liking the direction. More so on TV than anything else. Yeah. At least for the moment. I mean, right now, the TV, like Charlie said, it's, you know, Marvel TV shows are setting up for the movies. These TV shows are setting up excitement for whatever they're going to do in the future. So I'm happy for the first time. Well, for the first time in forever, I'm excited for the future of Star Wars and where they're going. Yeah. Yeah, in a in a while, you know, before it was I mean I was like we were excited before like I don't know how many years ago when that when Force Awakens first came out, but then the promise came. was there, the execution mm. was not, yes, was not. Yeah. But now Mandalorian is is adding a a whole new dose of of hope. 
there's direction. They they have a plan, you know. And J.J. Abrams never cared for it. Can we talk about a little bit about that Doom trailer? Dune. Okay. Um, I never cared about Dune. I saw the f- the I forgot. It's one of those. It's one of those books Even I've always wanted. I've always I wanted to read. David, David, David Lynch. Did David? Well, that's because it it's, it's it's because it's David Lynch. And the, from yeah. what I've heard, they cram too much in that. Movie. Yeah, there's a lot in those books. The, but those book, I haven't even. Read I have the to book say that trailer got me. It, I don't it, know any of the characters. I don't know. I don't know Momoa anything looks either, cool. But Batista looks cool. Yeah. Um, it looks completely epic. Yeah. It's a two-part movie, right? I don't know. Let's I think so. I, I heard mean, either that or it's gonna know. be like four hours long. I heard that. I trust. You know what? I trust Villeneuve. Whatever. Yeah, Villeneuve. Yeah. He's good. He's a good director. Did you like Blade Runner twenty forty? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've come, another, we discussed this. I've still, come. I've come around on that movie. That's still. That's another film that I really want to. First of all, I want to watch the original Blade Runner. And then watch great, not as not as. And then watch the 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 new one. I watched it tw- the second time. I thought it was okay the first time. Second time, I really dug it. Which one? The twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Me too. Me I too. dug it. Uh, don't watch it all at once because it it is so long. I didn't. I disagree. I didn't mind it. Okay. It's long, but I didn't feel like it. Was there are long. just there's parts of that movie that are just fucking gorgeous. Like it's not just like yeah. looking, but like like on second watch, there are whole sequences in that movie uh, that are just like. Seeing them a second time around is like having like a different perspective on it, and it's just like, wow, this is actually. You read the book, right? The books. No, I've always wanted to read. Wait, the the Dune books. Yeah, the Dune. I have not. No, I could never. It's too much. Yeah. Really. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But you've got guys read Stephen King, and you said (laughs) this is a lot. Well. I I don't uh, some of Stephen King I like I never actually made it all the way through it. Yeah, so (laughs) yeah, Stephen King books, it's a it's like a completely different, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Together, like, yeah, he writes thrillers, but Dune is supposed to be a completely epic saga that I. Here's what I, I'll I say about the about the the books. It is it is one of those things that is like a project that is always on my list because mm-hmm. it is a project. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a lot. Um, it's like th- setting out to read all three of J.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Mm. It's that's a project. Yeah, and that's just Dune. Yeah, the book Dune itself, yeah. not even like the other. Some of the other stuff, because there is more. See, um, I didn't even know that. I thought it was yeah, just there, there's one some more. big book. It is one big book, and then there's some little smaller ones, huh. yeah. Uh, which, depending on how it might be, I'm not sure how that works. Some of that might just be stuff that they release as smaller books that are also, in, if you get, like, the giant volume, it just has all of them. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is actually ginormous, Mm. They sell it both in like chunks, like mini novels, mm-hmm. and as I have the version that's the giant version. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm I'm hyped about it. I might actually go see that in the theater. 
Um, I would love to see that in the theater. Yeah. That's a movie that I would love to see in IMAX or something, but we shall see. We'll Don't see. worry. Broke Negro Theater will be open for you sure. guys. Yes. Do you know what we should actually watch that we haven't watched yet? Uh, nobody. I still really want to see. I think it's on. I, it's on my watch list on Apple TV Plus to rent. Yeah. Uh, for like six bucks. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, we could definitely Speaking do that. Speaking of Apple TV Plus, did you see the f- the trailer for Foundation? I saw that. I'm not sure about that. Yet. I'm. I'm I like very the visual. I'm not. I need. A, I, it I need has to my get attention. More. I need to get more. It has a, it's 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 by David. It's written by David Goyer. It's ba- written He's by. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything now. Doesn't mean anything now. Really? He's gotten a lot of misses lately. Okay. Post be, post. I'm curious. Post I mean, Superman. I hear it's an ep- it's an epic, and it is a property that inspired Star Trek. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dismiss it because it's Star Wars and alien. Sure. I mean, it's space and sure. sci-fi yeah. and yeah, all yeah. the. But I've um, I saw that and it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Anything else from Apple TV Plus that you're interested in? Well, I'm watching more of it now because now I have a whole year of it. Dude, dude. I know what you're gonna say. I know what he's gonna say. Are you gonna watch that show? <laughs> <coughs> yes, I'm going to watch it at some point. I'm 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 I, you know I'm getting. You I'm get uplifting quality <laughs> TV show. Plus, it's a foot- football. It's, fo- it's a football <laughs> show. I know. So football yeah. is life. Oh fair, gosh, fair, I love that character. Um, but yes, it's like it's about how the game is supposed to play. Teamwork. <laughs> if you love soccer and you love sportsmanship, this is the show to watch. Yeah, I'll, you I'll know. check it out. Uh, check and it out. I f- totally I've forgot I've that the new season started yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, really? So yeah. Jesus. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Of Ted stuff. Lasso is. It's, I mean, once again, you know, it's just an uplifting TV show. That's mm-hmm. all it. I mean, Fair. there are shows that are yeah. they're beating you down and are very weighty. It's not. It's good feel yeah, good I've been, I've been taking, I've been checking a few things already. Um, I checked out a couple of episodes of um, Amazing Stories, and it's pretty good. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, Defending Jacob with Chris Evans. Mm. Um, I'm almost done with it. There's like this. Uh, like this British comedy where two couples are trying to adopt. I forgot what it's called. It seems de- decent. Trying. Trying. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm becoming an Anglophile, so I'm like anything British comedy related. Mm. I'm sucking that. I enjoy it. It's like funny, I but d- very I d- hard. Wow, I got a whole list of stuff you could watch. Then. Um, <laughs> as far as like British comedy, yeah. especially like old school British comedy. Um, so that and uh, Smigadoon. Yeah, I saw the first three just, episodes. Yeah, that just started this I week. I enjoy it. You know, it's fun. Yeah, the the cast looks good. It's, it's good. a musical, is it? Yes, it's a musical. Okay. Um, and Keegan-Michael Key It's It's, direct, it's awesome. produced by um, SNL. What's Cicely it? Strong. No, no, no. no um, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's a fun uh, show. Um, and also very quirky and enjoyable. So, yeah, get on that, you know. Oh, I'll pick it. I haven't watched anything that's on Apple Plus. I just, there's other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, I'm let's, I'm going to make you watch this now. 